All right, here we go. Here we go. We're raising the roof. We're throwing up the hands. This yes. is Snap Tackle Pod. Deion Clissell, Preps KSA, Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. We are headed into the final few games of Kansas City football. It's going to be all on the Missouri side because we're done with Kansas. The final few games uh, for Kansas City area schools and then the Simone Awards after that. And then Dion's going to try to get me to do this podcast for the rest of the year leading up into the next season, but I'm going to try to say no. Well, um, we're, I'm not going to try and do every week. Not every week. Yeah. When we're trying every other week, I'll drive the drive the uh, the subjects. All you got to do is show up and talk. Week uh, 15, right? Week 15 yes, 15 of uh, Snap Tackle Pod uh, here in Kansas City. Uh, welcome to it. How was your uh, How was your Thanksgiving there, Dion? Kind of busy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Kind of busy. Um, you know, food was good. Family was good. Um, so, you know, ready to ready to kind of roll roll through this Football last week. Good for you. you. Had Mizzou just rolling <sighs> over Arkansas. It's kind of the Chiefs kind of come back to life. Yeah, it's kind of as a, as a Missouri football fan. Uh, you know, it, it's like I don't I mean. So is it the third best team we've had, maybe second best team we've had in the last 20 years? I mean, the 08. I would say Chase Daniel and Chase Daniel uh, was pretty good. Guys. Two, uh, two losses to Oklahoma. Um, yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, are they, are they better than those, those two teams that went to the uh, SEC championship game early on? I don't, maybe. Um, I like, I mean, they're, those teams were pretty good. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it, you know, it's one of those things that uh, just looking at it, of course, they threw up the graphic if there was a 12-team playoff this year, which was yeah. lovely. But I had, I kept it, – it just made me feel – the 12-team bracket made me just – turned me back into the shell-shocked Missouri basketball team because we were the nine seed. And it's like – it seems like the more of the history of Missouri basketball is, please, God, don't put us in the 8-9 game. Because that's where – that's what the middling teams that we've had. You get the 8-9, then you get the one. You'd much rather be a 10 or a – 11. Well, the difference is there's four nine seeds in the I know. tournament I know. and 68 teams. Yes. Not 12 <laughs> like there would be in a playoff. I it would be great to be in the playoff as a Missouri fan. <laughs> but the, hey, your path is Alabama-Georgia. Even so, if Alabama is not the best, I don't know. No, you almost <laughs> beat Georgia. I know. So, Should have beat LSU. I know. Get out of that mentality, Mizzou. I know. I, it's been fun. It, be. Just go play. Get in it. It's been fun. I the last you time you are we were, probably going to miss this by uh, like uh, like a year though. It, it, oh it, yeah, it, we graduated a ton of players. Yeah, it's got. I mean, it's you know. But, I mean, the playoffs going to go and probably expand at least to sixteen eventually, and um, and you'll get there eventually. I think so. I think we're we're in a good spot. We don't lose our coordinators. We'll be good. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk high school football here. Yeah, what a weekend it was. You didn't ask me about my weekend. My weekend was great, <laughs> Dion. Fantastic. Cannot complain whatsoever. Um, and we'll get to that. Let's start on the Kansas side. Um, we'll start with the uh, 6A. Yeah. Uh Gardner Edgerton winning its first ever state title, getting it done over um Derby, right? The old guard. <clears throat> the new guard taking the baton from the old guard in a snow. Packed game, yeah, uh, a close game. One uh, that uh, what uh, Derby was up by two scores. Gardner had to come back and get the win, twenty-two to thirteen. Yeah, and it's uh, twenty-two nineteen. They had a, they had the ball there at the end. They'd scored uh, nineteen. Sorry, yeah, yeah and uh, no, and really impressive by Gardner. They get down, um, they fumble right off right off the bat. Which I I asked that wasn't impressive. Yeah. Jesse Owen, I said, what was the? 
I mean, he goes, no, everybody was fine with it. I said, me as someone who watched them fumble so many times last year, I was just like, oh no, oh no, it's happening again. Uh, but no, they 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 came back. They that played was great the territory at the flex bone sometimes. Yeah, and so uh, you know, Brave and Powell, their quarterback, played an outstanding game. Really, the entire team did. I don't want to make you know, but his decision making was great on offense. Uh, Mark Dibiak led that defense and was just in the backfield wreaking havoc all all game long. Um, they gave up some big plays to Derby, but Derby's going to get some big plays. It's kind of the offense and they're going to run the ball and they want to hit some balls over the top. Uh, but they really, I think wore down Derby as the game went on, their physicality really showed through in that game. And I think it's something that anybody who's played them around here knows that they are big and physical and they will wear you down. Um, they don't have a lot of guys playing both ways. Uh, and that really, you know, does a lot for them as well. So I, I think we started the season talking about them. They went through, they had the one loss to Olathe East and Olathe East team that was, was much improved this year. They really bounced back. They were real businesslike, uh, handled their business. And, you know, Jesse Owen and that staff, a lot of good guys on the staff, <laughs> the, the players in that town that loves football, loves sports, um, very passionate fan base, got to celebrate uh, that state championship. And, you know, they, they bring some players back off the off that team. And I, I think they've got it going. Quarterback's back. back. Uh, yep. So, you know, they'll have to plug some holes. Some good seniors on the team. But. Uh, really, they're they've kind of cemented themselves as one of the top dogs in six A. Yeah, I think it's it's not going to be. I mean, you know, most programs are ones that are reliant on a class, a great class that comes through, and you grab it, and then you have to rebuild after that. Uh, Gardner's one of those programs, I think, that's going to be good year in and yeah. year out. I think that they they got it going that good <clears throat> down there in Gardner with Jesse Owen and all those guys. Uh, I thought, how about the symmetry and the poetry, really, of last year against Manhattan? They score to make it 21-20. So they get to 20 points, and they go for two, <laughs> right, famously. It. Don't get it. And they have to hear about that and dwell on that for an entire year. This year, a little different situation. They're up, but they get to 20, up 20 to 13. They go for two again, and that basically wins it because they get it, and they go up nine. I just yeah. thought that was funny, and they're like, both times they get to 20, both times they're going for two. They get it. They get to 22. 22 would have won the game last year. 22 wins it this year. And maybe the same play. I think they went right into the same end zone. The yeah, same maybe. Side. Not, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with kicking the ball in a blizzard. Yeah. Right? That factored in as well. But well, you're, you're kind of rolling the dice there. You don't get it. You're only up seven. Yeah. And the two-point right? conversion comes and back to. A two-point conversion beats you uh, as opposed to just kicking the ball there. You put the pressure on Derby. To uh to get the two point conversion, no, they they rolled the dice again and said, no, we're going to go up two scores here, and it paid off. And I think their confidence, you could see their confidence when they said, no, we're going for two. The yeah. way they played, basically after that opening fumble, there was a lot of confidence. Even even as they were down thirteen nothing, you could see them kind of building and building and building. And then when they got when they got control of that game and started making plays, even though Derby had that late touchdown, it was it was really. At the end, they, they, there was no chance of even Derby. They had the ball, you know, on their own 25, and they just were going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, Derby was just going backwards, and uh, their quarterback, the, the, the son of uh, Coach Brandon Clark, was Jackson, yeah, yeah, just all just getting thrown around all over the place in the back by the defense. Well, and the good defense is, I mean, once once the, you cycle through the plays, right, you realize, okay, this is what they're trying to do. The good defenses will adjust and hone in, and it really seem like that's what uh, – Gardner did uh, that game. And I'm mad at them for losing to Lake East, okay? Otherwise, it would have been a perfect season <laughs> and made that that uh, week four 
Uh, trouncing at Mill Valley looked a lot better for Mill Valley. Uh, <laughs> did wonders, by the way, for the uh, the Jaguars. So we move to uh, 5A now. Uh, Joel Appleby and Mill Valley getting it done for a, uh, a fifth straight year, five straight state championships in uh, in 5A. They're, they're, these are historic achievements now for, yeah. for Mill Valley moving forward. Oh, only hardly any teams have done this in the history of Kansas in any, any classes. And, you know, Hutch, I think, won – did they win five or six in a row? But they were up and down in five and – Right. Five A yeah. and six they, A. So. They've been doing two classes, yep. Yeah, so they were kind of bouncing back it's, and forth. Yeah, it's and, the longest streak in five A yeah. by itself. Yep. No, it's a, it's a very impressive run. And, um, you know, the, the the video and the pictures were stark contrast in Pittsburgh, which yeah, – It's a charm. It's a charm. It looked like it was, I don't know, Cabo San Lucas down there. Well, I know. My, my, uh, my best man was uh, – it was in Cheney. So he was at the uh, Cheney, the Class 3, the 3A state game, which was in Hutchinson. Uh, I know all the <clears throat> a lot of people in Gardner – and Derby, who were at that game, which was in Emporia. Yeah. You had Topeka, 4A, all the Aquinas people I know were there. I kept getting all these pictures, and it looked like this post-apocalyptic, the, the road setting, right? <laughs> it was a blizzard, and life is about to go extinct. <clears throat> and here we are in sunny Pittsburgh, uh, 50 degrees. I took my jacket off. Well, that's what I, I, I had, know. Like, I... A, a hoodie on and a, a ball cap, and it was great football weather. Now. After the game, two hours later, by the time we got Shawnee, it was a winter wonderland. But that little sliver, that little southeast corner yeah. of Kansas, um, was was different than the rest of it. It was funny because Jason Lamb tweeted out he covered the game for us, and uh, he tweeted out a picture. He's like, "I almost feel bad doing this, but it's sunny and nice here." And I and I was like, when I flipped over to watch that game, I'm like, "These kids don't even have sleeves on; they're just out there." It's like, like it's in a different country. It was like a September, you know, like an early <laughs> mid-October game, you know. Different like, era. I mean, we we had so we bundled up, we had the rain gear, we had heavy snow gear, we had light jacket weather gear, and nothing. Didn't need any of it, just kept it all on the bus. No, impressive the way they played that game. And it was back and forth early. I'm not the you know you know that, but then the defense locked down in the second half and offensively, as I joked with uh Joel Appleby, I said, uh, when did you switch from the we're the defense that doesn't let anybody score to screw it. We're just going to outscore you, um, team. And that's kind of what they started letting a lot of people score. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely interesting. And, and the offensive line is the real star of this team. And I think Daniel Blaine, the quarterback, his play down the stretch, uh, you know, getting, getting everybody in the right spot and, and doing, you know, making great decisions. Uh, of course, we know the decision he made to run the ball in against Blue Valley Southwest, yeah. but. Uh, you know, Scobie, the backup tailback, goes for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Right. And and that's what, you know, losing a guy like Tristan Baker who's an outstanding tailback. And, and and you know, sad that he couldn't be a part of that game for them. Uh, but, man, you could call it next man up mentality. But I I don't know. Maybe your son could have got some carries back there behind that line and got some yards. Hey, he got the football. He had a big <laughs> – I'll, I'll throw him props. He had a big strip and a fumble recovery of Elias in a big part of the game. It was 23-13. to 13. We've just thrown an interception, and it's like Capen's looking to open this thing up. There's pass interference there in Mill Valley territory, and he got a paw in there, and Elias was just so hard to bring down. But hit it just right, knocked it out, recovered it, and Mill Valley school went on a 49-14 to run after that. Um, and so it's funny. In these state championship games, you never know who's going to step up. Yeah. I mean, last year for Mill Valley, it was Davion Harris, who had three touchdowns. He hadn't had a touchdown. I don't know if he had a catch all year, maybe one or two. 
uh, going into last year's game. This year, he's got two touchdowns. But then the backup, J- Jaden Scobie, who's a senior who's, uh, you know, uh, waived his time and didn't get his time until, you know, the fourth quarter of a lot of games this season. And then he comes in for uh, the injured Tristan Baker, who had broken his leg, unfortunately, in that game against uh, Blue Valley Southwest. And all he does is turn in one of the best uh, performances in the history of the 5A game. I mean, Every highlight is him running, carries, running into the end zone. Yards, <laughs> he got pulled out for the backup Reggie Reese for one touchdown. Otherwise, it could have been five. Um, and um, so what a performance. You never know uh, who's going to step up in these games. And it was – it was, uh, it was a, I mean, it was a wild game. It was 34, 30 at half. And you're like, all right, buckle up. Here we go. But then the defense really yeah. uh, figured out Capen, uh, which was not a one man team, but they really rely on Omari Elias. Who's going to, uh, Ark, uh, to air force to play. And he was tough to bring down, but, uh, they, they rallied and did it. And the offense was just unstoppable in the, in the second half. Didn't get stopped once. So yeah. Fun. Five in a row. So now uh, Abe's got to make sure he keeps the streak going next year as a senior. Yeah, get one more, <laughs> and then I've got unless my daughter plays football, I'll. Uh, is she going to start the volleyball streak? Is that the? Is that the? Uh, yeah. So hey, they won volleyball <laughs> this year. Oh, and by the way, how about the? Uh, how about the Sunflower League? They won sweep every everything. Six eight team title in everything, every sport and every activity um, this year, this fall. So it's eleven, and then they've got a five A state title as well. Uh, so a big, a big fall. For that, uh, for that conference, yep. a lot of years taking the back seat to the EKL, win lots of stuff. Uh, but uh, a good last couple of year run for the uh, the football side of the uh, Sunflower League. Speaking of the EKL, they get a state title in Aquinas. And Randy Dryling's got uh, what, what's next? He's got to go down to uh, to like uh, collegiate or uh, Cheney or Andale or something like that. Get a three A state title because he's got one. He's got him in six A, five A, now one in four A. They to me have been one of the more impressive, I don't say turnarounds. They just had a, a three-game stretch there uh, mid to late part of the season well, they injuries, where they yeah. struggle and had big-time injuries and guys stepped in and did roles that they hadn't done. You know, there's, you know, guys like Payne and Marks on the, on the defensive line were consistent all season and they just got better and better and better and better every single time. Uh, and he talked to Coach Dryling and he said, they're just a group of kids that like to play football. And they want to come play football, and they and I I was I'm impressed and 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 as with that group and what they did coming off some spots where uh, you know they were up big on Rockhurst and gave that one up and in, in overtime and and you know and and Coach Darling had some great he's like yeah we came in a halftime of that game against Rockhurst and people were kissing babies and smoking cigars like it was over <laughs> <laughs> I said yeah yeah your uh, your TV crew was the same way he's like yeah I know. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, it's a, uh, the, I just, I, I, it's impressive. It's just really impressive. I mean, you know, St. James kind of had that thing a few years ago where they lost the first four and then went on a run, you know, got their offense figured out and kind of went on a run, but they were, you know, late in the season, they were had some questions and, and, and they were still trying to put things together, lost to Blue Valley Southwest, but there's no shame in that. Um, But really after that, they just dominate. And, you know, they ran the ball, they threw the ball when they needed to defensively. They were outstanding, beat some really good teams along the way in the age. Um, base, yeah, I mean, the resume, right? I mean, it's three losses, but it's a close loss Tongan. to the age, close loss to uh, Rockers, and um, and a loss to Blue Valley Southwest, three of the best teams in the area. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's, I think it's, if 
you know, the, I think the year Aquinas won it, they were the best team in, in the last time they won it. Um, you know, they were in their second straight state championship game. So that was expected. There was no guarantees for Aquinas to coming out this year. Miege is defending state champion. St. James is pretty good. You see the Atchison's, Tonganoxies, Lewisburg's, Baser Linwood group that were all improved and were all, you know, ready to roll. So coming out of 4A East Bracket was not a, a lock for Aquinas. Uh, they yeah. hadn't been the state championship game in, in a long time. And and so this was just a team that got to the play, you know, got healthier. A guy like Gianni Rizzi played at 80%, you know, gave them the, the minutes they could. Um, just a great team effort. Uh, great staff at, at, at St. Thomas Aquinas. And yeah, Randy Dryling and those guys know a little bit about winning football games in the postseason. Yeah, they do another ring for him. Is that I'm trying to? Is it like seven for him? I think it's nine. Is what somebody Eight, said. Nine, nine. Wow. <clears throat> so well done, and uh, it looked like it's slowing down. Uh, although no, no, he five A next year. Yeah, no, I I, <clears throat> I don't think uh, Coach Ryan's going anywhere. He didn't seem like a guy when I talked to him. Uh, you know, he said he goes. It is the he said did say the week after you win a state championship is the busiest week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like got people ordering, wanting to order rings, and <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, look. I, I mean, on, on the east side, the last couple of years, it's been you know Mill Valley and Blue Valley Southwest, and a little well, the Soto sprinkled in there. I mean, it gets. I mean, the next two years, you're gonna have Blue Valley, uh, Blue Valley North team with uh, an, a, an amazing head coach, and you got St. Thomas Aquinas and St. James and Basel Linwood all yes, yeah, as well. It's uh, gonna take on a new shape. You're taking you're bringing in a six A semifinalist, um, a St. James team that lost in the in the first round, but had Miege on the ropes. Was the is a two time champion not yeah. too long ago. A Baser team that was in the quarterfinals. Uh, you know, a Blue Eye North team that's not that many years removed. I know it's a new, you know, all those guys right. are gone, but they were in the state championship game back in twenty. So it's <laughs> well in Blue Valley, they just rotate on like be like every who's the best team this year. Yeah. It seems like it, it, it'll change almost every year. And so you never know who's going to hit uh, on that. So congratulations to Aquinasville Valley and Gardner. Uh, three state championships in, uh, in to come back to Kansas City. Doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, and it's so, been we, I was, the other day we looked at it. I think 18. 18, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Miege Aquinas. That would have been Aquinas, Blue Valley North. No, no, no. To, uh, Northwest, Mill Valley, St. James. Oh, and, two years ago. and St. James. That was 21. 21. Yeah. yeah, two gotcha. years ago. But then it's been, before that it was a bit had been a while. So yeah, because it wasn't 18, because that's uh North North one and 17. Yeah. And then Derby one 18. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh skip on over to uh the Missouri side and uh what a classic. I, I didn't get to see much of it. I don't know how much you saw of the game. Uh, uh but watched... Liberty North 28, Rockers 27, another one of the, well, so many, so many times you have these games that are hyped up. Right. And they don't, you know, one team kind of gets on a roll and it's high school football. You can score 21 points like that. Right. And, and there's distance there and it's not the game you thought it'd be. We've had so many of those Mill Valley, Blue Valley, Southwest that lived up to the height and another one in, in Liberty North and Rockers this past week. You know, and uh, Coach Walms went to the game. I did not. I, I watched it and listened to it. Uh, and so he said in that game, and it's, it's totally the way to look at it, not only was it a great game between two teams, the studs of those teams were the stars. They all showed up yeah. and played great. The coaching staffs of those two teams with the adjustments that they made. The first couple plays of the game, Liberty North comes out and Rock is running their classic three-man front. 
and they're just gashing. Yeah. They call timeout. Greg Oder changes the entire defense. They go to a four-man front and change up what they're doing, and it's and it changes that game. You know, it's the 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 players executed. Now, that's the thing. Let's talk about that. The players on the field were the stars that night. The coach, there's great coaches there, and they get them in position to do great things. But those kids have to execute. And Liberty North executed great. Uh, Melvin Laster had a great game. Jason Ross had a great game. I mean, Till Martin had a great game. Even though they were, they did a good job. Rockers did a good job of trying to take Keelan Smith away, and their other receivers stepped up and had big games. I mean, that's you know, it was it was a chess match all night long. Uh, guys making plays all over the place. Rock looks like they're dead in the water to the twenty four yard line late in the game, down 21-13 because they'd missed an extra point early in the game. Yeah. It's fourth and one. Kelly Donahue calls a timeout as he's does a lot. He 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 doesn't take them with him. That's for sure. Uh, calls a timeout. They break off Aiden Ryan, breaks through the line, gets the one yard, and oh, by the way, he's gone to the to the house for the touchdown. They line up for the two. They look at it. They don't like what they see. They call another timeout. So now the, <laughs> they're down to one timeout left. Uh, and they look and they go, what are we going to do here? They come out in a totally different formation. They do a play that is very similar to a play that won Staley, a state championship game uh, a few years ago. Basically, you flood everyone to the right, you know, get Bicklemeyer and the guys that are, you think are going to get the ball, and then the tight end floats out the backside. They did it with Benbo at Staley, and they did it with his tight end. Um, and, you know, I was talking to Logan Minnick about that, and he said, you know what's funny is he goes, you see that play, and he, and he goes, you talk to somebody like, well, the tight end fell down. You know, the kid who lets the tight end go, and he goes, that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to yeah. fake that he falls down, then he gets up yeah. and he goes, they hit it yeah, perfectly. He... And then <laughs> and then they drive, they're driving down, and – Liberty North is, and it looks like they're going to try and, you know, they'll be playing for a field goal. They're, they're throwing down, trying to score. They get a 38 yard field goal. Andrew Sprague gets a hand up and gets on there, gets it blocked. Uh, then Liberty North blocks an extra point. And after Rock got to fourth and one and looked like, oh my gosh, they're not going to get in. <laughs> and then Liberty North got a fourth or like a third and one. They got in, hit their extra point and, it, and it's over. And it, it's, it's tough to see that because you don't want you know there's there had to be a loser that night, um, mm-hmm. but but wow that's I think those are the two best teams in the state. I think that Liberty North should go down. I mean it's CBC. Uh, I was CBC, gonna... but this has been a CBC team that squeaked by a couple rounds this year yes. um, and not as doesn't appear to be as dominating as previous CBC teams. Yeah, and, and if and if Liberty North can you know turn them over. Um, they could really win this thing big time. I I think the way Liberty North defense playing, uh, they're going to be tough. But they they're running the ball so well. They're 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 passing. They're balanced. They can do whatever they want offensively. They got big time players. Um, you know all their receivers are good, but they got two tailbacks that they can run. And Michael Joe Barnett and Corey Love and Tillman Martin's had a great season as a junior quarterback. And I just think Liberty North is the team. I, I think they're the team. And and it was a great game with Rockhurst. And hopefully, you know, as a Kansas City fan, we can, you know, see them go down on Saturday night and close out the season with the Liberty North State Championship. Be good. When was the last time uh, we've had a, a Class 16 come back with one? Ray Peck, 20. 20. When That's they right. dominated the Smet. Yeah, <laughs> they did. That Ray Peck defense is one to, one to remember on, on yeah. that team. They were, they were, that was a tough physical. There were a bunch of men playing on that defense for Ray Peck. That was, a, yeah. that was a really good Ray Peck team. <laughs> I remember it well. All right, let's jump down to uh, Class 4. Talk to me about uh, Carney and Jeff City's game. Well, uh, 
Jeff City comes out and scores on them right away. Carney just says, okay, we're going to go score the next 35 <laughs> points here in the first we're half. We're going to score six touchdowns. On they the really – I think what you're seeing out of Carney is the depth that they have in that on that team with all – you know, they're very senior-laden. The depth that they have, they are able to two-platoon a lot of guys. And and they are – I mean, they've given up 14 points and scored 77 in their last two playoff games. Wow. 35-7 and 42-7. I mean, that, that's quarterfinals to semifinals. You don't – you don't see that at class four. I mean, that, and then what they're running into, and Hillsborough's going to be the same way. That There's like six or seven guys for Hillsborough that they play in the state championship game that go both ways. And if, you, if you're like Carney and you don't have a lot of guys going both ways, you're really fresh. And oh, by the way, a lot of their starters haven't played at least the fourth quarter, if not most yeah. of the third quarter of the last two weeks. So they're pretty fresh. At a time of the year where you, you want to limit snaps for your guys because you're talking about week 14, week 15, you know, everybody's banged up to a certain extent. They're they're probably as healthy as they can be. And a team that started out one and two, starting quarterback was down. They had some injuries. That I've 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 used this quote. I don't know. This may be my hundredth time. Bill Lutz, don't worry about Platt County or about, yeah. about Carney. Carney. They'll be fine. <clears throat> and as a, he was very prophetic in that. Yeah, Carney's fine. I well, since that know, one and two start, they've given up the the most points they've given up in the game is thirteen. Yeah. And that's the thing. Their defense the is outstanding. The fewest points they've scored is 35. So, yeah, it hasn't been close. No, they they've they've really they've really been dominant. And and offensively, they can throw it. Quarterback's really good. Cameron Nimmons, their tailback. Yeah. Not only does he run the ball well, he's great out of the backfield. They ran a hook and ladder to go up 35-7 at the end of the half on Jeff City last week, which I thought was kind of fun. Um. So yeah, it's uh it, they're, they're what pretty we, dominant. What right did now. we know about Hillsborough here? Well, you know, they beat a good Luther North team. Um, so they were able to handle some athletes and do some good things. So that's, uh, you know, they're there. I mean, everybody thought Luther North was going to be the team, but uh, Hillsboro is a program that's kind of been building over the last few years. It's one of those uh, that, uh, you know, the guys in St. Louis have talked about, like they're they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, well, they're finally here. Um, you know, Carney, we know Carney plays deep, but it's been seven years since they've been in a state championship game. So these kids, this is all new to them too, just like Hillsboro. Yeah. But they've got a lot of people on the staff that were they've got a few people that were still on the staff. I mean Coach Minnick was on that staff when they went in 16. So they know the kind of the feel and and how things go. And um and so it's you know I, I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout because it, it's state championship. You don't know how kids are going to handle nerves. You put the ball on the ground here and there it can change things. Uh, really quick, but I think Carney should be the favorite. I think they should win. Um, I know Coach Minnick likes it when I pick against them because the, he uses <laughs> motivation. He likes to rub my face in it when I've picked against them. So I can't give away picks anymore. <laughs> it's the, it's too late the season. Can't do it when it comes to the championship. Uh, I, I want them to win. You know, I want a Kansas City school to win. So no, Hillsboro is almost to St. Louis like Carney is to Kansas City. Yeah, like, kind of. Like I think so. Community to St. Yeah, Louis. bedroom community to St. Louis. Um, and they've got two high schools there. They've got one called Grandview, which, you know, I think there should really? be a law in the state Missouri, of Missouri. I know. Missouri's got a few of those. That uh, Oh, there's that two other play. Liberties. Yeah. There's a Liberty High School in Winsville, and there's a Liberty High School right. in Mountain View, Missouri. The rule should be if there's your Park Hills Central, which I always have to do a, is in, a double take. It's not Park Hill. It's a, it's a, I think that it's a town, though. It's Park Hills. Yeah, though. Park Hills. Yeah. So technically speaking, Park Hill, in my mind, shouldn't be allowed to use that as a school because there's no park hill kansas city you know and it's just an area kind of like an old park i mean but no that's a, that's my thing if there's a town named liberty you are not allowed to name your high school liberty liberty because it's like three different you know 
We've got there's, two St. Pius's too. Those, I think one of those in Kansas. There's a Blue Valley in Randolph, Kansas. Yes. Where they play like eight man football. Yes. So there's, there shouldn't be any confusing the two. Yes. Blue Valley and Randolph. Because yeah. they always, because I think they still list, Keisha still lists Blue Valley as Blue Valley still well. Still well. Still well, <laughs> Blue Valley. Yes. It's kind of annoying. Yes. But, well, like, like if you're not around, right? If you're not around the area, you don't know the school well. Like oh we're playing Shawnee Mill Valley this week. I'm like no 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 it's just it's just Mill Valley. Yeah. But then there's the schools like Gardner Edgerton where okay it's both towns are together. There you do say both of them. Well, my favorite was a St. Louis guy who um, there was a stretch of time there when they were broadcasting the games in Missouri where if you were the, the let's just say the broadcast crews left something to be desired. They would either bring in people who were you know maybe college guys or pro guys. And bring them down, thinking, "Oh, they'll when that we're, we're really we brought these guys who do NFL games in to do the high school game." Well, they don't know anything about these kids. They don't even about these teams. And a guy famously called it Kansas City Rockers for an entire game. <laughs> Kansas City Rockers, to which there's not a St. Louis Rockers, there's not a Springfield Rockers. So I mean, it, you know, it's just Rockers. That's all it is. And you know, yeah. very annoying. And That's that being said, there was this, there's a guy who famously who was from Kansas City who called it Val Catholic the entire time, <laughs> and they lost their you know what over it uh so you know got to make sure you valley get those catholic, valley, even catholic. though it doesn't look it you know why but valley no catholic yes um, saint genevieve <laughs> yeah all right so tell me about this class um three game uh with, plus one north uh, Platte, seneca and saint oh, seneca was seneca and saint pius last week yeah I, last week, know, I, I talked with the saint pius guys they said it's a tremendous atmosphere they, down there they said oh it was, it's like, crazy i mean it is well, we talked about it. it's on the border. It's in Missouri, but it's right on the border of Oklahoma. Kansas is right there. You have Arkansas down here. It is tucked away, but they love their football down there. And the St. Pius guys, even in Los said, yeah, it was, it was, we enjoyed our the atmosphere and the time. It's a great there. place to go go watch a football game if you got four and a half hours to kill to get down there. Um, <laughs> trust me. Or be nine hours, right? Because you got to yeah, come back. Yeah, you got to come back. Um, and then two I, and a half hours for the game. So basically, we have 12 hours to kill. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Pius went down to the state of Joplin on Friday night, which is, uh, I think, the way I know an Oak Grove went down there. I mean, we don't play Seneca down there that often with our our team, so that I'd have to go back and look, and it might be the last time was in 95 when Oak Grove went down uh, yeah. and lost in the semifinal. But, uh, no, it's it's a great atmosphere. Um, I, I was feeling old because they have turf there now and was watching the highlights. Uh, when I was there, it was like brown grass. Looked like straw yeah. out there on the field. It was, you know, because well, the, the grass had gone dormant. Turf now all yeah. the place. What are we doing? So no, it, you know, and, and great season for for Pius for a young team. You know, yeah. quarterbacks a sophomore, quarterback sophomore, tailbacks uh, junior. You know, linebackers a junior. A lot of juniors and sophomores on that team. And from what I'm hearing, a pretty good freshman class, and then another freshman class that's coming in uh, that's pretty good. So. You know, it's uh, I you know, I know they're. Well, and it's going to need to be. Let's talk about this. They're going to be in class five next. That's year. what they think. Yeah, we'll see. I, yeah, sometimes <clears> I, you know, because they jump them up two classes, they're going to be a, a class three sky, size school. Yes, next year they're class two size. This year got jumped up to three. They'll be a small class three next year. They're going to get jumped up to five, which is yeah. Ridiculous. I will. I always will wait until the numbers come out for Misha before I just say yes. They're going to be class five because I, I talked with the head coach. The head I know, coach I know, I know. Coach Simone, they all they've all done the numbers, and I'm not saying their numbers are wrong. I'm just saying that other schools' numbers may affect them 
That when you have 400 kids in the high school, you shouldn't be playing class five. I don't care if you're private or whatever. I'm good with well, some sort of multiplier. That's a multiplier times a multiplier times another multiplier. Well, Cardinal Rivers playing the class five state championship that were class three two years ago. So if they go and win that, then it tells me that maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I mean. I mean, I don't know. Well, some schools maybe it doesn't. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, just, I mean, just, I mean, that's. I, I think the future is very bright. We'll be playing at schools that are that fifteen hundred kids. In. Yeah, well, I, I think that's next year. We'll talk about this year. I think they had a great year. Um, as we record this, the Fontana Award was announced last night, um, and Hudson Bailey, their quarterback, a sophomore. I think I had the question asked me last night. I think he is the third sophomore ever to win a Simone yeah. Award. Um, Melvin Laster's won. Melvin Laster's won. He won it as a uh, the Buchanan as a sophomore. Jaden Doss. On the Taylor, Jaden Doss, Ray Peck. Jaden Doss was a sophomore. Was a sophomore. And so they've all happened within the last three or four years. Yes, yes. But that's kind of how football has changed. You know, even at small schools, it was tough for a sophomore to get on the field, you know, because well, a lot too, of coaches. I mean, maybe the coaches' mindsets have changed, too. Yes. Got, a long time ago, maybe they weren't going to vote for a sophomore. Like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer senior, to yeah, older defer guys. to the senior. Yeah, I think that has changed, too. I think people are looking and saying, hey, kid can play, kid can play. Doesn't matter what year they are. You know, I mean, I think it's, I think it's changed in the sense of it's easier to see people. We have huddle film. You can, you can watch anybody you want to watch, uh, you know, even if you haven't played them. So no, fantastic year for them. Congratulations to him for winning the, the, uh, Fontana, um, which they tweeted out last night. It's back home. It's now the fourth Fontana to go to, yeah. to go to Pius. So, uh, yeah. Well, and, and they feel that they feel none of the pressure is the right word, but they, they know the history there yes. of the Simone awards and the Montana Award because it was born out of the, the family that uh, has so many ties to, to uh, St. Pius, including the head coach, who's Anthony Simone Jr. and all that. So they, they know about it. And I talked with Hudson last night. And he was he was very honored, very proud that he got to be part of that legacy now because it's 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 a big deal everywhere. It's maybe a bigger deal um, up there. First time since two thousand five, I think they'd won it. Um, they won the like a couple of first ones back on those Rick Byers teams. Yeah, really good Wednesday championships and Simone's won it. Yeah, yeah, and th they won the bells. The bell. Charlie yeah. and Anthony won the bells. So, yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's definitely a great great season for Pius. Uh, and it it's not like they had a bad season last year. Or the year I mean they, that's that program's up and running. And, um, yeah, and that's when they're good. Football in Kansas City's good. That's that's a good thing. All right, North Platte um, takes care of Milan uh, yes. last week rather easily. High scoring game. What does North Platte have here in the Class 1 state championship game? You know, they've got a team that, uh, according to Coach Quigley, looks a lot like them. Um, you know, Marionville. Yeah, Marionville. Uh, you know, Marionville's been pretty dominant all season. Uh, so we'll see. Now, they Portersville and them were, you know, banging heads, uh, and they beat Portersville in a close game. So, I don't know. I North Platte, I think, I feel like North Platte's competition in the KCI is going to help them because even though, you know, they played – East Buchanan, you know, the only time they lost to was East Buchanan. Um, they played Mid Buchanan and the Lathrop loss in their class two schools. Penny, who was in the other semifinal or the other quarterfinal a week ago um, and lost close to Milan, um, they beat them. Uh, I just think that the, that league hit, should get them prepared. Now, neither one of these teams have been in this game for a long time, so it's all brand new um, for them and, you know, that, that kind of thing and how you handle those nerves. It's three o'clock in the afternoon Friday game. Um, which is an odd time to play a football game, you know, mm -hmm. if you're, you're you're out there. So that always you never know how that's going to affect things as well. 
you start in the sun, you finish in the dark. It's a weird deal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. And, um, but I think the, the job that coach Quigley and his staff have done in the last two years is fantastic. And really hats off to those seniors who as soft or who as freshmen and sophomores didn't win a game. Yeah. And then ended a long losing streak that, that predated them even being in high school, went back to the you know last game of the, the year before they came into high school. And, you know, he talked about how that group, you know, the seniors last year to a certain extent, and then the juniors that are now seniors um, really bought into what the coaches had to say. They were hungry to, to get better. They got better last year, had a winning record. Uh, and then this year, you know, you can say what you want about class one being made smaller and taking the East Buchanan's and the Adrian's and teams like that out of that uh, class one. But like I said, they went through the KCI and the only loss was the East Buchanan. So they're, they're a legit football team. They deserve to be there. Um, I think they've got a good chance of winning this game. Um, they just got, you know, I think it's going to come down to like anything when you got two evenly matched teams, turnovers, mistakes, who capitalizes, who doesn't make them, you know, that, that kind of thing. And, and hopefully we we can kick off the weekend uh, with North Platte, you know, kind of, and they won one in 90, either 98 or 95, uh, which kind of kicked off a 20 year run for that league where almost everyone either played for a state championship or has won a state championship. Um, which is a pretty good run for a class one, two league that, that shows yeah. the depth of that league. Um, you know, what, you know, West Platte's been there. East Buchanan the yep. um, <laughs> mid buck has been to a couple uh, or went to a state championship game. Um, we know Lawson and Lathrop have been there um, in class two. Uh, Lawson has won one, been to several uh, Lathrop went, went to a state championship a few years ago. So that just shows right there that those programs are always making themselves better. And, and North Platte right now is the, is the is the recipient of that and and they really yeah. kind of stepped up. It's an amazing story to be on a 22 game losing streak going 0 and 20 in two years and then within you know basically walking off the field two years ago riding a 21 game losing streak to maybe walking off the field Friday night with the state championship. Right. Um good luck North Platte, yeah. Carney, and to uh Liberty North. Bring uh, more. We got three state trophies in town. Let's get six. That'd be the that'd be the most. Very quickly, a uh, 2012 graduate of Staley High School. He was on the 2011 state championship team that won the crazy 77 to 70 yeah. uh, semifinal game over Lee Summit West, West, Evan Bame, yeah. Evan Bame, and that group. So, yeah, he's got he's got some good coaches. And I I talked to him. I said, How often do you talk to Coach Richard? He goes. He goes, you know, we we text all the time. He goes, Coach Light, you know, all the you know, pretty good staff that they had there at Staley at the time. Yeah. Uh, he said he, you know bounces ideas off of them and good young coach doing good things at Brook Lab. Uh, let's talk about the Simone Awards so far and uh let's look ahead to the uh Simone finalists. Uh Monday the Taylor went to uh Alex Parks. I don't know how you can argue against that. I mean led the city in uh yards and touchdowns and led his team the best season ever. Yeah and and you know finished with eighteen hundred yards so he was a dynamic returner too. I think that's something returner, that yeah um uh, uh you know and, and that really you know showed his athletic ability and <laughs> and Really what, you know, Coach Ork said about him is he kind of has made himself into this really good football player. I mean, he's really worked hard to get there. Not that everybody, you know, not, not, not most of these kids that win awards, that's kind of. Well, he's undersized. Right? Yeah, he's not the I biggest mean, guy in the world. All. And he, but he catches everything in his yeah. vicinity. Yeah, the picture I, you know, I've got, I had several pictures in the one. I've got him, you know, the looking over his shoulder. And there's one, the, the one against you guys. Bounced off the three defender. touchdown catches against Mill Valley, and the Mill Valley defenders were in great position every single time. One bounce off a helmet, the other he uh, out jumped him. The other time, it uh, midfield caught it, and uh, the the 
the fender thought it was tipped and he just off the races. So, so yeah. I can't remember on the one where it bounced off the helmet. Was that pass interference? Did they call pass interference on that one? They didn't. It could There's have been. There's no base guarding in high school football. Yeah, I was going to say, right he was, I mean, the, right the, what I'm trying to say is the Mill Valley guy was in his, I mean, all in his up inning. <laughs> yeah, that could have easily bounced down or to the yes, side. It bounced up and he, he had enough. What a, what a, like a third down throw too. Give me a break. <laughs> Yeah, that's, it's one of the best catches of the year. I mean, there's no way, no way around it. I mean, it, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you, you look at that highlight and it's easy to see a uh, great win for him. And, you know, the other four finalists, you know, that were in that group were, were fantastic as well. And, um, you know, uh, really fun when you start handing out these awards, because there's, there's no losers. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. If you're on the ballot, you were considered for the ballot. Your top 10, your top four. Yeah, Winner, I mean they're all winners among winners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tuesday night we uh, went uh, down to Pleasant Hill, the country side of Pleasant Hill. Found uh, Braden Bush, a guy who's been all over these, whether it's the Bell or the uh, Fontana, right? The last couple yes. years, yes, he's been around these lists, and he gets one winning the Bell this year. Yeah, you know, really dominant guy, and um, you know he's he's a guy that's really been a key to the success of pleasant Hill the last few years. Um, and you know, you can really see what he's, what he's done on the offense side and defense side when they really got things turned around. Like he was a sophomore on that team um, that kind of made a deep run. Then last year they had another deep run um, this year came up short, but he is a tackling machine. Uh, and they, you know, they and that's, too, yeah. yes, they wrestling champ and they spot him over. <laughs> he's a thousand yard rusher on the offense side too. So, you know, he doesn't come off the field very much. And you could see he just is an impact guy. And I, you know, I think he was one of the favorites probably coming into the season for this award because we knew he was going to, yeah. if he had a big season, uh, amongst a very talented group of people uh, on the ballot and in the finalists. I mean, you had uh, Derek Joyner from Grandview, Ashton Moore is a junior linebacker from Lewisburg, and then, you know, Kean Payne from Aquinas, the D tackle, were the finalists for that award. And, and really, you know, great, great job by all those guys. And like I said, you know, if you're if you're considered, if you're in the conversation to get on the ballot, you've had a great season. If you're on the ballot, you've had a great season. If you're a finalist, you've had a great season. And if you win it, you've had a great season. So there's no losers here. Yep. We talked about, about Hudson Bailey. Uh, do we want to give away? I mean, we're recording this about six hours before the. I plan uh, to have it up before the next one's out. So we'll we'll, we'll stop it. Stop it. We'll talk about who's a finalist for the Buchanan. Are you going to turn this around this quickly? I'm going to turn this around this quickly. Okay. Finals for the Buchanan included. This is we're recording this. It is eleven thirty nine. I plan to have it up no later on Thursday than three p.m. Because usually we have this up on Tuesday night. People have been waiting for almost two days, Mick. (laughs) We have people who are waiting. So yes, the finalist for the Buchanan, uh, Tommy Coppinger from Rockers, the linebacker, great game against Liberty North. Uh, Mark Dibiak, linebacker from Gardner Edgerton. If you watched any of that game, blocking punts, sacking quarterbacks. Uh, Melvin Laster, who won it the last two years, uh, maybe had a better year this year than he had the last two years, uh, the linebacker from Liberty North, and Williams Winnery, uh, the outstanding DVN from Lee Summit North. Uh, those are the four finalists for that award. And um, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll, it'll be announced in uh, another great group. And then, uh, you know, we've got the Simone next week. Uh, and what did you think about those finals? Talk about those four uh, yep. finalists, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, Dylan Dunn, Blue Valley Southwest. I think it's kind of a no-brainer there. Elijah Leonard from Lee Summit North, their quarterback. Jay Sean Ross, the defensive end wide receiver, block five kicks guy, do everything you want to do on a football yeah. field from Liberty North. And then Ty Williams, uh, who finished with almost 3,000 total yards and 37 total touchdowns 
uh, the tailback from Green Valley. So that'll be a, announced on Wednesday at the Winters High School. A fantastic group of finalists. Um, and you had, you know, you had two class five guys in there as finalists and two class six guys. So it shows the a depth. Five of, guy and a class five guy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and it shows the depth. Of, class six. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I thought about that. Yep. Now, the, the, the 5A and Class 5 guys don't always, you know, make it up that high sometimes. I mean, that's just the way the voting goes. Well, and, a lot of times, you know, 6A schools in Kansas are about the same size as Class 5 schools in Missouri. And some of them are, yeah. They always <laughs> exactly match up. Usually yeah. the schools are a little bit bigger in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, and your school is like Blue Springs. So we decided we just want to have the two biggest schools at some time, at some point. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. Um, Blue Springs is well, the one. So, yeah, so uh, Thursday night, tonight, we're going to reveal the uh, Buchanan Award winner, and then um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we will feature uh, each day. We will feature one of the finalists for the Simone Award. And we also have the final four that you can reveal uh, for coaches of the year, too. So I will let you plan that in your broadcast when you want to do that. I'll do that. One of those nights. Yeah. One of those nights. So we have the final four for coaches of the year. And that comes from the coaches of the week. The people of the Chiefs cool. coaches of the week. Um, and that's the Chiefs Award. Uh, and it's voted on by the board of the Grady Kansas City Football Coaches Association. So. Nice. That's the, that's how that process goes. Uh, so a lot of great coaches this year um, that were up for the award. And, um, ironically, a lot of guys who were on the board had great years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got Joel Appleby and Anthony Oreck on the board. Uh, yeah. You got William Harris with a great year at Raytown South on the board. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah Basil Linwood, Stahl Bombers on the board. They had a great yeah. year. So it's uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of guys. There's a, you know, I'm not saying there's people who aren't, you know, good coaches who aren't involved. But you see the guys who are really involved in their program generally yeah. get involved in that in those type of activities yeah, yeah. and trying to grow the game generally have pretty good programs underneath them uh, yeah. as they're as they're doing stuff. So now great season's almost over, got awards and then uh, we'll we'll go from there. So go from there. All right, we'll get out of here. We'll see you next week right here on Snap Tackle Pod. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>